Hey, it's Friday night. It's Tropical Talk Radio. I got a special guest. Yeah. Here in the Chalet Day Dan. All right, <laughs> let's, let's get started. Yeah, buddy, you've downloaded Tropical Talk Radio, where we talk about all things entrepreneurship, travel, and lifestyle. If you're interested in more about this program, check out tropicalmba.com. And if you sign up for our mailing list, I will personally send you 50 free podcast episodes that take you along on our journey and expose the insider story on how we started a million-dollar, honest-to-goodness product business while we traveled the globe. All right, so I'm here in Hong Kong with my good friend John McIntyre. The last time you were on this program was August. I'm looking at the archives here. It was August 2012. Mm. We were in Puerto Galera, and we came on the show to talk about how you increased my opt-in rate by 257% mm. through the Tropical MBA crash course. I think we have thousands of email subscribers from that, so Sweet. thank you. But your life has changed dramatically. Hmm. I had no idea you were going to be here in Hong Kong. Hmm. Hong Kong's not a cheap place to be. <laughs> you were supposed to be a lifestyle designer. What the hell happened to you? Man, if things have changed. What are you doing here in Hong Kong? I'm in Hong Kong to start a business, set up a Hong Kong corporation. And how's it going? It's, uh, it's all done. We just sent a few more documents off. It's a business partnership. Met the bank yesterday. I had to go back drop more stuff off. It's pretty much wrapped up. Okay. So you're doing something... Nine months after doing the autoresponder thing mm. that you never would have predicted, for sure. No, I, it's funny. It, it feels natural to be here right now. But nine months ago, I never would have thought that I would be in Hong Kong to set up a business. That's just weird. Right. You've been attending conferences. Yes. You dropped a grand to go to Shramco's event a couple yeah. months ago. How was that? It was fantastic. I wasn't there specifically for the content, though. I was there to meet people. Right. Mm. And what do you think? 100% worth it. I'd no regrets at all. And I would go in next year. All right. So here's what we're going to explore on this episode. You did something that most people are incredibly scared to do. And because you did it, I think that's in part why you're seeing a lot of the success that you're seeing right now. Mm. Of course, you're, you're one of the most hardworking guys that I know and all that. But I think strategically you made the right move. Mm. And here's what you did. After the episode where we talked about the autoresponder and how that's going. You came out and said, go ahead and say it for I you. am the autoresponder guy. You said I'm the autoresponder guy. And the reason that nobody wants to say this in their marketing is that they're worried about cutting off opportunities. Hmm. So what, what happened in terms, I mean, was it tough for you to say you're the autoresponder guy? No, I don't think it was. I mean, it wasn't at, by the time I got to the stage when I did it because I think I was ready for it. But I don't know, something happened. I've been studying, you know, I, I'm always kind of studying marketing and trying to keep learning. And, you know, nine months ago, I wouldn't have been able to say that and get it. But somewhere along the line, something clicked and I finally understood that I had to be a guy. And up until that point, I've been doing this different, um, some marketing consulting training. I've been reading books about positioning. And then it, you know, the more I thought about it, but what, what's my thing? What's my USP? I'm the marketing guy. What's my USP? Right. So I, it was kind of like, well, I'm doing autoresponders for clients. It's the main thing I'm doing. I'm doing other stuff as well, but the main thing is autoresponders. So why not? be the autoresponder guy. I just had a few things, the email marketing guy, but just the autoresponder guy had a cool ring to it and that's what I went with. All right, so there's a couple concepts here. There's the concept of legibility, passability. So I got to both understand what you do mm. and I got to be able to pass it on to mm. other people. So we were just talking, I know slews of copywriters and I'm sure a lot of copywriters are very interested in your story because maybe they've run a copywriting agency, maybe made a living for a few nows, few mm. years now. But watching you just freaking steam up the charts here. Mm. And part of the reason is, is that it's so passable. 
Hmm. I can say, hey, you need a you need a, a responder sequence. And now I know 30 copywriters, but who am I going to send them to? Exactly. And, you know, it, it doesn't really even matter how good the product is. What matters is that I can pass that along. Hmm. And it's going to become the best product eventually because it's like a vortex. You're going to suck in everybody right. who not only wants to get one of these products, but wants to talk about them, mm. wants to analyze them. They're going to look at your shit and tell you what's going on. Absolutely, man. It's all the experience, too. It just builds up like a huge snowball. Right. So, I mean, we, we went from writing an autoresponder on my blog to you doing a joint venture with the top autoresponder guy in the world? Something like he's, that. He's up there. He's tell up us there. The, can you tell us the story? Can you give us All right. So... <laughs> That's crazy. That that happened in what six months, uh, something like that, man. Well, this shit's for real, man. This <laughs> actually happened. So I, you suggested this to me. Was it like one year ago? We were just get. I was just getting involved in the email stuff. You're like, you should talk to Andre and ask him to do a JV with you. And at the time, I said there is no, there is no fucking way that Andre is gonna. You know, I'm just some nobody dude who just started learning how to write copy, right? And um, you know, I thought that for a long time, but then what happened is around uh, March this year, you know, I love my clients, but you, I do get sick of my clients. So I was like, well, I got to start doing stuff to build up stuff on the side to get away from it if that's what I really want to do. Yeah. Someone's like, well, let's create a product. Let's start teaching people how to do autoresponders. So I did that. And the natural guy to ask to promote me was Andre. Fortunately, over the last few months before that, I'd been, I'd send Andre an email every now and then and I'd asked him for... I think one of the first things I asked Andre for, he's the email marketing guy, one of the biggest guys online, and said, do you know anyone who, who needs people to write emails for them? Mm-hmm. And so he started recommending me. And that was just one, it was one or two simple emails to him. He didn't ask for street cred or anything like that. He's just like, all right, John's cool. He knows how to write emails. And he started recommending me to You're not network. a copywriting consultant. You're not a social media strategist. You're not a, you're the autoresponder guy. Exactly. That's somebody you can pass somebody along to. Hmm. If I can't give you to the autoresponder guy, who can I give you to? Exactly, man. It's so simple, isn't it? It's it's so hard though. It's so it's, simple. <laughs> it it's it is uncertain. You know? Tell me about the podcast. You started a freaking podcast. How'd that go? That was I saw the case really, study in the really, DC. Really it's well. ridiculous. It's getting some well, I think it's just there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. I don't know which variables are kind of affecting what. Yeah. But I'm getting some really interesting and really big guys who was joining the list. And that's probably due to partly Andre, partly the podcast, partly the all different things. So it's an email marketing podcast. I'm the autoresponder guy. The site's positioned is all about email marketing, is for the most part. So when anyone thinks of John McIntyre, they think email marketing. And that's becoming more and more and more fused. And that's intentional. The podcast is working. The podcast is working. It's working. I love doing it. I love talking like this, man. Getting all weird and... <laughs> Was there any major challenges in starting the podcast for you that you had to overcome? Not really, because I had Benny Kruger with me. Like, yeah. I live in Chiang Mai and I live with Ben. So anytime I had a problem, I would just go to Ben and ask him a question. Right. But it's... I, I think that people complicate this stuff far too much. It's as simple as... You can go and get like a step-by-step guide to it's and it's really not that hard you apply to iTunes you set up your site which is just needs to be a WordPress blog and then you just record an mp3 and upload it it's not that complicated you don't need a, a huge freaking ebook to do it you just got to sit down and do it so we were just talking to straight boss man Anthony earlier tonight another we had a little mini DC meetup mm. and um, he was talking about iPhone cases mm. and you were surprised to hear that maybe to start an iPhone case you might need 75 grand just for one mold on one yeah. iPhone case that isn't proven. The marketing equivalent for a solopreneur is coming out and saying, I'm a marketing consultant. Mm. Because there's only two currencies or two, two things that we need to uh, acquire, trust and attention as online marketers. And if you want to get trust and attention as a marketing consultant 
and you're just one person with no track record, that's expensive real estate. That's like coming to central Hong Kong with just a credit record and no cash and trying to get an apartment complex. (laughs) Whereas if you want to get trust and attention as the autoresponder guy, now all of a sudden it's pretty easy to get that piece of real estate. It's so much easier. And all of a sudden then, why are these big guys opting onto your list? Well, because six months into the autoresponder game, you might even have better information on autoresponders than they do because you've been focused on it for six months. Ben probably knows more about podcasting than I do at this point Mm. because that's what he focuses on. Mm. And I even asked him, you need to be able to answer these kinds of questions for me because you're the man now. And so now if I have a question about podcasting, I write Ben Kruger an email because I figure he's got what? I don't know how many clients he's got. He's got a bunch. Hmm. I don't even know if he's editing this podcast. He's probably got minions <laughs> somewhere in a factory editing it. <laughs> Monkeys, man. It's only like mine. And that's the craziness. That, that, it makes total sense to me hmm. that someone who has, what, you got 12 episodes out now? 11 goes live in four, three hours. So now all the big guys, they need to know what's happening on the email front. They go to you. They go to me. Now, here's the thing. So you're on the cheap real estate right? Mm. The trust and attention as the autoresponder guy. And what everybody worries about is scale. That's why people don't go there, right? Because they're like, eventually, I want to be the marketing guy. I don't want right. to turn people away. Right. How do you feel about that? I, like a year ago, I think we've had this conversation before back in the Philippines. And uh, back then, it was, I guess, a scammy. I just didn't really get it. I don't know what made it click, what book or what idea that I read. But just the idea that, that people have a little slot in their brain. If you can occupy a slot in their brain, which is much easier to do when you're niche down as the autoresponder guy, the podcast guy, or a specific type of guy, they'll remember you. They'll recommend you. They know who you are. They're going to go to you for that stuff. But if you're the, just a general marketing guy, that's a huge slot that you have to fill. And you can't fill it unless you're pretty damn good. Right. Um, so you know, once I kind of got that, it wasn't scary. It didn't worry me at all. It seemed like the next natural step. And I was really, and I still am, really freaking excited about doing it. So this concept that we, we've been talking like the seg or the parlay, you know, you could go a million different ways with this thing. Right. You went to info products. You did client work. You could be the copywriting sales letter guy now. I mean, you could be a bunch of different. You could start to build out the guy profile, so to speak. But what you decided to do was shut down the whole thing for a few <laughs> weeks. Come here to Hong Kong and start a new business. Talk about a parlay. I think it's about it's a bit about class. So like the way to move up in the world to me or in business, it seems like is really about strategic relationships. And to get those relationships, you need to be able to prove yourself before that. If you're just a nobody, you're not going to get yourself into those relationships in the first place. So you can't be this generic marketing consultant guy, this generic anyone, if you want to network up in that way. So what you need to do is if you can niche down and become the specific guy, you'll appear much more effective, much more successful. And then when it comes time, when you get those opportunities to network with uh, someone who really could take you forward a long, a fucking long way, you, <laughs> you, uh, you, know, you have the cloud, you have the experience, and you appear so much more successful so that when the opportunities come up, you can jump on them. And someone, a strategic partner, which is kind of what I've done, and that's why I'm in Hong Kong, is that I look and I, you know, you know, I am, I'm much more successful than I would be otherwise, which gives me the, the momentum to then network up and scale up and go beyond that. Right. So you, you're talking about this concept of clout, like going to a conference without a track record yeah. is a wasted ticket. Right? All right. So yeah, I went to, so Stramco was saying in Sydney, I, I, if I was there and I'd never done anything for anyone, I didn't know much about marketing, I was kind of a beginner, it wouldn't have been very effective unless the content was useful. You are a beginner. <laughs> 
You kids move so fast nowadays. <laughs> but but when I get to the conference, actually, I didn't even think about this before I went. I just I wanted to get to meet people, right? But when I went there, I realized, and this made perfect sense because I've done work for people in Shramco's audience, and they some of them happened to be at the conference. And uh, so what I already had was some relationships with people that had been established beforehand that I could then well, just get to know them. It, it enhanced the conference experience, and yeah. I got to get you know I got to know them better. They got to know me better. It made them look better in my eyes, and it made me look better in their eyes. So part of it's a positioning thing. So conferences now you're racking them up. You're going to Bangkok in October for sure. Yeah. Um, you're going to Simon Black's thing. Yeah. How do you approach these things when you get there? It's when I get there. Well, I think about it. When I thought about going to this one in Sydney, I, it's, you know, I love what Shamco does. I'm not fussed about his con- uh, his content. It's just not my, it's not what I do. So it's not my, I'm not worried about that. Uh, but I wanted to go just to meet the people. And like I said, I 100% it's glad cheap. I spent. It's a thousand bucks. No, it's not. Right. But that's the perfect thing. A lot of people say that's too expensive. Right. I'm thinking, and I this mindset has only happened in the last kind of, I'd say last year or so. That if I'm spending a grand, yeah, that's expensive. But it also means that anyone who's not willing to spend a grand, anyone who's not a baller, basically, yeah. isn't going to go. So that ticket price is one really effective way to exclude people who aren't serious. Absolutely. So that, to me, says, hell yeah, I'm going. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is your big plan now? What are your goals? How do you think about it? I mean, take me back to... So the people on this podcast, let's see, number 17. Yep. People could go to iTunes right now. And download and listen to the John McIntyre of one year previously. Mm. How much can change in a year? I mean, what t- I think I'm a bit better at podcasting now after a few, <laughs> <laughs> a few episodes. A bit of practice. You might have been terrified back then. I think I was a bit nervous at that time. Now I enjoy it, man. It's fun. So tell me, it, it was that was a fun episode. It was that, good. That was cool. One of the things I loved about you know you want to talk about how when you focus, how much easier it is to get traction. I mean, everybody's always sending back and forth BS emails about do you want to meet up about this, do you want to do a thing about this. You actually just stepped up and did an autoresponder for us. Hmm. And then that autoresponder had some success. And it's not like it was the Mona Lisa or anything. It was just an auto. It was just something meaningful. Mm -hmm. And it took you a long time to do, right? I mean, you have to sit down and work at least a full day on this stuff. And that's no joke. That's a big deal. And then, so I love this. It's this combo of halfway work, halfway talk about it. That's the hustle. Yeah. If you just work, you're a martyr. If you just right. talk, you're a charlatan. Right, right. And if you do half work and half talk, then you're sitting in you're a awesome. room here in Hong Kong talking Absolutely. into a microphone. What did you think was going to happen? Where, where do you think you'd be at a, a year ago today? I. You're at a resort on a remote island in the Philippines now. You're <laughs> jet setting around. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's funny when I think about it. Like when I was back back then, I didn't think I'd be in Hong Kong. Uh, you know, part of me when I was leaving the Philippines, I was just getting started with the copywriting thing, and I wasn't fully confident in what I could do. I wasn't fully cognizant of my of the value that I was you know that I was able to provide to people which is a really interesting thing because I think a lot of people can provide more value than they think that's a different topic so I think at first I was a bit nervous but as I got more confident just I've tried to do stuff I've tried to you know I'm far from you tell stuff out there you did you started doing the daily video blogging yeah just trying that stuff was man yeah just like you know, to me I've tried to focus on like here's another thing we'll talk about this earlier today when I look at the most successful people the 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 number one thing they have in common is they're all executors. They're phenomenal at just getting shit done. They don't screw around. They don't mess around. They don't talk about stuff too much. Yeah. They often they're often really lazy. They don't even work that much. But when they do work, I'm feeling a little embarrassed. They execute. <laughs> it's good to be lazy, man. <laughs> all right, let's talk to John McIntyre then two years ago, um, because you wrote me an email the other day that was fantastic. You were uh, talk. I was looking at it for my book the other day. In fact, you were saying, "Look, if if I were going to go back to somebody who's sitting in a job back in Sydney." Mm. 
and uh, I want to tell them how to make this lifestyle a possibility. Yeah. Remember that email where you were saying, like, I would, you know, I would tell them to get rid of the job, move out to Chiang Mai. Remember that whole thing? Two years ago? Well, no, talk to yourself two years ago. Oh, when, if I was to send that when email When I talked to, to you, you worked at an SEO firm. I did. And you didn't like the job because you were dreaming of your... your wasting your, time listening to your podcast. Your man. trek in Nepal. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel the same way, man, because I look at guys like you and Ben, and I think, man, I was sitting in a job right. dreaming about my journeys and thinking, like, that adventure could be my life. Well, it couldn't be because there's no such thing as the four-hour work week. There's no such thing as right. all these people that are doing it now. And now there's... You, got, you were just telling me in Chiang Mai there's an incredible group of people doing this. Absolutely. I mean, one thing that... That will change it. What changed it for me, and I think will change it for everyone else, is that like if you're stuck in a job, if you're stuck somewhere and you don't think this thing is real, go and meet people and find out, figure it out. Like go and meet someone. This is what I would tell me from two years ago: is go and meet people uh, who are already doing it. Because when you see that, it becomes less of a of a what if, like what if this was possible, and more of a yeah, it is. It is fucking possible. You just got to sit down and do it. It's not a big deal. Because it's kind of like that's what I, when I'm in Hong Kong right now, and it doesn't feel like a big deal. A year ago, it would have, and that's why it didn't happen. As long as something feels like it's a big deal, it's probably right. not going to happen. So you got to start. You got to get to a point where it's just a normal, uh, where it feels like a normal thing, and that takes. And that's not something you can just you know work some magic in your head. You got to right. meet people who are doing it, and when you see how normal and and just average they are, like you know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just. I'm at really- Andrew's cat. He's the most average dude. Like, it's true. <laughs> I did the same thing with people that I looked up to, and, and, and you were giving a great speech about um, going to some of these high-end networking things you were at, yeah. and you're like, you can see, you can see it. It's they're real. Just normal people. Yeah, it's real, and and I mean, that's a great thing. Is they're not, they're not, they don't. Most of them are really fucking lazy. They 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 they're really lazy, looking but they're shortcuts. really good at yeah. They're looking for shortcuts, which is why they make a lot of money because because they're so lazy. They innovate ways to make money without having to be there all the time. You're not lazy. I try not to be. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I love what you talk about. All of this boils down to execution. Absolutely. And maybe we could even loop this back to the beginning point, which is, yes, it's it's more effective to occupy, occupy a small piece of real estate when it comes to trust and attention. Say, become the autoresponder guy rather than the marketing consultant. It's also easier to execute on that. Yes. So, so it's like all I got to do is write an autoresponder every single day. Hmm. And maybe I just sell autoresponder, whatever. Like, just I love this idea. I mean, I've tooled around and called it Axon Jackson. And you were doing it with your video blogs. Hmm. You're like, you know what? I'm not going to have the best blog, but I'm going to have a blog every single day. It's going to be there, and that's what it's going to be because that's what I can ship. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like it's not a big deal. I'm just going to put it out every single day. Yeah. And I, I do think it's those people that find success that manage to to get themselves into a high output mode, whatever mindset they have to put themselves in to do it. Yeah. Having some focus can get you there. Yeah. But then when you go to these events, you have something to report on. Absolutely. It sucks to tell people that you have two clients and you're a marketing consultant because then what have you done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wants to talk to that guy? Mm. People want to talk to the autoresponder guy. Exactly. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, we got a dinner date and you got to put out your podcast your own. So, uh, Appreciate you coming uh, for the follow-up. I and love being here, man. Pleasure uh, being on Tropical Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dan. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list. Check it out at tropicalmba.com. Get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do, plus give you those 50 free podcast episodes. If you want to say, hey, check me out on Twitter, at Tropical MBA. We'll see you soon.